Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Madonna, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Bobby Brown, Will Smith, Justin Timberlake, and a whole lot more. Let's get started. Roll it. Up on the blog and I'm chilling up in NYC Up on the train and the radio is all I need In the views and celeb news, I'll let see This entertainment, music came famous Number one source of pop culture, radio or not We gon' chase it, that's entertainment They better let this from the ghetto time stages Gotta make a change in that's entertainment Wednesdays afternoon at 1 p.m. So baby, don't forget the tune Another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call in number is 347 637 2656 and press the number 1. That's 347 637 2656 and press the one. Also, we're on Facebook. Like us. Just go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1. That's T-H-A-T-S, entertain, and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, Stiletto like the shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. And you can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. That's T-J-O-N-E-S. G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a mostly cloudy, 68 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my listeners out there. Thank you for once again for taking the time to hang out with me on this Wednesday afternoon. Uh, you know, this past week, uh, we lost uh, Prince Philip, the Queen, uh, Queen Elizabeth husband, and we also lost the uh, DMX. You know, last week we had did a show about uh, he just a week ago he was in the hospital. Uh, everyone was praying for him, and everybody was holding visuals for him. And then Friday morning he passed away. So, um, you know, for those who don't know who DMX was, uh, he was a, he was a uh, he was born Earl Simmons. On December 18, 1970, uh, he's from New York, and he had a big. He was a big name in hip hop and the music industry since he started rapping in the early 1990s. And since his debut is Dark and Hell is Hot in 1996, he released a total of eight albums. He even went on to appear in movies and TVs like from Romeo Must Die and Cradle to the Grave to DMX Soul of a Man, and then. On April 2nd, 2021, he was rushed to the hospital after having a heart attack at home. The rapper, songwriter, and actor was put on life support in a vegetative state 
with no current brain activity for several days. And then on Friday, April 9th, he died at the age of 50. And it was such a great loss because, you know, there were so many people who were fans of DMX and, uh, you know, they could relate to DMX because he was one of those rappers. He didn't rap about clothes and money and women. He was more real. He was a real rapper. He talked about his what he went through life and the hurt and the pain, the ups, the downs, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And he was so relatable, and that's what people loved about him. And even when he was in concert, it was always live. As soon as DMX would come on that stage, people would cheer. It was like it was just electrifying when his presence would come on that stage and he would just he would just rile up everybody with his his raspy voice and his hardcore beats and just such a loss, you know, and um he was just one of the good ones. That's all I can say. And I know he had his addiction and he had his demons and but he was one of the good people. He was one of the good guys. He was so relatable. He always used to, even fans, people that he didn't know, he would say hello on in the street. He wasn't one of those uppity celebrities where you couldn't talk to him. He would talk to you. He would talk to strangers on the street, ask them how they were doing, how, how their day going. He There was some times where he would, if he sees somebody that's not doing well, he would pray with them. That's what kind of dude DMX was. So it was such a great loss. And, and I, you know, when I when I heard about the news, I said, this does not sound good. He was in this uh, vegetative state, and I just knew that once they get to that level, it's hard for them to come out. It really is. It, it just didn't look good, and I just so feel so sorry. And I just... My condolences to his family, his children, his wife, his his fiance, his ex-wife. Just so sad. Well, this week we're also going to be. So I just wanted to just take a time to remember DMX. Um, this week we're going to be talking about Madonna. Uh, another black man got shot in America. A young man by the name of Dante Wright. Uh, in Minnesota, who was killed by a police officer who thought she was tasing him, and she ended up fading, fatally shooting him and over a traffic stop. And uh, one celebrity is speaking out about, once again, we got to get this, these guns in control, and one of those are Madonna, and she talks about that she, now more than ever, America needs a gun control law. So I'll tell you what she said, and a lot of people agree with her 100%, like myself, and of course you're going to have your critics. We'll talk about that. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is, uh, people are still wanting him to run for president. Uh, He said that um, this was something that could happen. A lot of people are pushing for him to do this. He spoke with Willie Geis from the Today Show on his Sunday talk show where, you know, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is 48 years old, 
and he's a Hollywood star, he's a celebrity, he's an actor, he's a, a former wrestler, and he said that he feels that this is what what the people want, that he feels that he will do it just for the people. I'll tell you what else he said. Uh, Bobby Brown stopped by Red Table Talk uh, uh, for a Wednesday episode where he sat down with Jada Pinkett Smith, her mother, and her daughter Willow to talk about the death of his son and how he had his own demons with drugs and how we we got to get control of these drugs on the street because they are killing young people. So I'll give you the latest on that. And also uh, Will Smith and Antoine Fuquay, they are actually making moves to show their stance on the restrictive voting laws of Georgia. So so much so that they're re- withdrawing the production of their upcoming movie, Emancipation, from the state due to the new laws. And uh, Timberlake, Justin Timberlake, is in the news. Um, one person who knows Justin Timberlake said that he don't think Justin Timberlake is as innocent as you claim because apparently this person said that that the Nipplegate, the incident that happened at the 2004 Super Bowl halftime show was planned. Was planned, that's right. So, um I tell you, it's a big news cycle today. Let's get started. Uh, Madonna is among those who believe that America needs a gun control law, and she's not the only one. And making use of her Instagram account, the pop icon advocated for the issue in the wake of of the death of Dante Wright, a 20-year-old black man whom police officer Kim Potter fatally shot on April 11. Now, this is what she said. She said, quote, there has been over 130 mass shootings in the U.S. so far, and we only got into April. And and this is what Madonna wrote on her Instagram page on Monday, April 12th. She said, a tragedy made all the more tragic because there is no solution. No, she said there is a solution. It's called gun control. Wake up, America. History just keep repeating itself. Hashtag wake up, hashtag gun control. Now, her post was mostly met with supportive messages. Uh, One person said, uh, quote, we have to pray for a better world, a world without violence. That's what one of her followers wrote in the comments section. Uh, She said, it really is terrifying. I have faith that our administration is really going to make changes this time. P.S. I love you. However, some other beg to differ. This one person said criminals will always get access to guns no matter what, and they leave innocent people where? Defenseless. Most shootings occur in gun-free zones, by the way, and the majority of criminals get their guns illegally coming in from the border. And that's what one of the naysayers told Madonna in a comment. The criticism didn't stop Madonna from speaking out again on the matter. In the following day, she blasted Brooklyn Center Police Chief Tim Gannon for calling the shooting the result of an accidental discharge. And alongside a clip of Gannon offering his deepest sympathy to Dante family at a press conference, Madonna wrote this. She said, quote, this video of Dante Wright shooting is deeply upsetting, but equally so is police officer Tim Gannon's explanation of how it was all an accident. The shooting officer had a taser in one hand and a handgun in the other. She warned everyone she was going to taser a handcuffed Dante who was pulled over for a traffic violation, and instead she shot and killed him. No way to fix this accident is where it's Tim. 
is there, Tim? This is so infuriating and unacceptable. God bless Dante and his family. Unquote. You know, and, you know, it's like we're beating a dead horde. It's like it's going in one ear and out the other. It's like people are not getting it. The problem with America is that they care more about their guns than they do people. And because the people that are getting killed are people of color. And they're not going to start taking it seriously until it's them on the other side of that barrel or looking down uh, in front of that rifle. They're not going to get it until somebody they they're one of their loved ones are personally they one one of their loved ones or family member is personally affected by this. You know, it's becoming the and here and let me tell you, here in New York City, it's just as bad. It's becoming the wild wild east. That's right, the wild wild east because it's just getting out of control. Young people are shooting people, and and not at night anymore. In the mid part mid part of the day, you're walking down the street, and and next thing you know, there's a a, a gun the gun a shootout in the middle of the street in the middle of the day, ten in the morning, twelve noon, one p.m. It's just getting out of hand, and we got to do something about it. And you know, for all you gun enthusiastic, I know you, you feel that oh, you're gonna you're gonna feel like your guns are being taken away. It's not. That's not the case. That is not the case. Um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson has already imagined what he would do should he become the next president of the United States. Just at, days after reacting to online polls that place him as a potential presidential presidential candidate for the next general election. Uh, the Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle star teased his dream for the country. During a Sunday, April 11, virtual talk with Willie Geis for today, the 48-year-old Hollywood hunk first admitted that he said, quote, I do have that goal to unite our country. He also went on to add that he also feels that if this is what the people want, then I will do that. Dwayne added that it is important for Americans to stay united for the longevity of the nation. He said, quote, I am passionate about making sure that our country is united because a united country, as we know, is the strongest, and I want to see that for our country, unquote. The uh, Rampage actor spilled on his goals just days after a recent poll by research company Pillsley found that at least 46 percent, that's right, 46% of Americans would like to see him running for the, for the White House. And the poll also unraveled that many hope that Matthew McConaughey will run for Texas governor. On Saturday, April 10, Dwayne took to his Instagram page to respond to the poll results. He, he wrote humbling. He said, quote, I don't think our founding fathers ever envisioned a 6'4", bald tattoo, half-black, half-Samoan, tequila-drinking, pickup truck driver, fanny pack-wearing guy joining their club. But if it ever happens, it will be my honor to serve you, the people, unquote. Bobby Brown has stopped by Red Table Talk for its Wednesday, April 13 episode. In the all-new episode, the Grammy Award winner opened up about his past struggles with substance abuse and the effects that driving, I'm sorry, and drinking previously had on him. 
The 52-year-old revealed to host Jada Pickett-Smith, her mother Adrian, and her daughter Willow in a promo for the upcoming episode. His body uh, started shutting down. Bobby, Bobby Brown said that his body started shutting down because he was drinking that much. Brown also goes on to saying that his body was just giving out on him. Even with alcohol, he got to a point where he needed it. And this is what Bobby said. He said, quote, I wasn't getting drunk anymore. I wasn't getting a little tipsy anymore. I needed to wake up. I needed to stop the shakes to function on a day-to-day basis. For me, it wasn't recreational. It was a must, unquote. The singer also talked about the recent tragic loss of his son, Bobby Brown Jr., the 28-year-old who died from an overdose on November 18, 2020. He said, kids today, they're trying different things. They're trying to get as high as they can possibly get. And that's a real problem because they don't know what these drugs are being mixed with these days. And according to an autopsy and toxicology report, Bobby Brown Jr. death was caused by an accidental overdose of drugs prompting his parents to demand an investigation as they believe that Bobby Jr. didn't do drugs. Brown said in a statement on Tuesday, December 23rd, alluding that someone gave Brown Jr. the drugs, street fentanyl had taken the life of so many people unnecessarily, and Bobby Jr. is another victim. Wow. Right now we got uh, 18 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We have a Facebook page. Just go to www.facebook.com slash that's entertainment radio. Twitter, that's entertain one, T-H-A-T-S, entertaining the number one. And also, if you can't listen to the show in its entirely, I know it's a one-hour show and people got places to go, people to see, you can always come come back and listen to the archives. And also I post the show on the Facebook page and our Twitter page. Will Smith and Antoine Fuqua are making an actual move to show their stance on the restrictive voting laws of Georgia. They are withdrawing the production of their upcoming movie, Emancipation, from the state due to the new law. Now, Smith and Fuqua, who are both producing the slavery drama, announced the decision on Monday, April 12th. Slamming the government for imposing the new law, they stated that, quote, we cannot in good conscience provide economic support to a government that enacts regressive voting laws that are designed to restrict voter access, unquote. Now, Smith and Fuqua went on stressing that the new Georgia voting law are reminiscent of voting impediments that were passed at the end of the Reconstruction to prevent many Americans from voting. Regrettably, uh, they feel compelled to move their film production work from Georgia to another state. Now, the movie was initially scheduled to begin filming in Georgia on June 21st. It's currently unknown where the film production will move and if it will cause a delay on the start date. The drama becomes the first major production to leave the state because of the new law. The new rules that were passed by the state legislators shortens the duration of absentee voting, requires absentee voters produce identification, limit the use of drop boxes, and make it a crime to hand out free food or water to voters standing in line. 
Critics have maintained that the regulation amount to voter suppression aimed at reducing the turnout of people of color. And in the wake of the new voting restriction, filmmakers like James Mangold and actors such, actors like, such as uh, Mark Hamill have vowed to boycott film and television production in Georgia. Meanwhile, Georgia-based co- corporations such as Delta and Coca-Cola have condemned the law and Major League Baseball opt to move all, the, the uh, All-Star game out of Atlanta. Uh, Timberlake, Justin Timberlake, might not be as innocent as he claimed to be in the infamous Nipplegate at the 2004 Super Bowl halftime show. Having dubbed the incident that exposed Janet Jackson's naked breasts on stage as wardrobe malfunction for years, he now unveils to have planned it beforehand. Stylist Wayne Scott Lucas, who prepped Janet Look for the halftime show performing with Justin, tells Page Six that the former NSYNC member pushed for the wardrobe malfunction in an attempt to outdo his ex-girlfriend, Britney Spears. Months earlier before the Super Bowl show, the toxic songstress Madonna and Christina Aguilera became the talk of the town with their scandalous kiss at the MTV Video Music Awards. And wanting to upstage his former girlfriend, Justin allegedly insisted on doing something bigger than their performance. He wanted a reveal. As to how he arranged for it, Wayne suggests that the Crimea River hitmaker had something to do with the last-minute change of Janet outfit. The Super South said that uh, Janet was initially was going to wear a pearl G-string inspired by one that Kim Cattrall had worn in an episode of Sex in the City, and he 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 explained that that Janet was going to be in a, a, a Rosha dress, and Justin was going to step on the back of her dress to reveal her butt in in this pearl G-string, but the outfit changed a couple of days before, and you saw the magic. And he said he wouldn't call it a wardrobe malfunction in a million years. It was the most functioning wardrobe in history. He goes on defending his job to prepare Janet look on that now infamous night as a stylist. It did what it was intended to do. Justin recently extended his apology to Janet as well as to his ex, Brittany, after he was criticized online for the way he treated the women in his life following the release of the explosive Framing Britney Spears documentary. Timberlake said in the statement issued in February saying, quote, I specifically want to apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson both individually because I care for and respect these women and I know I failed. I also feel compelled to respond in part because everyone involved deserves better and most importantly because this is a large conversation that I wholeheartedly want to be part of and grow from, unquote. Sylvester Stallone won't be in Creed 3 because the franchise wants to build a story around Adonis Creed going forward. Michael B. Jordan will reprise his role as the Tyler character and makes his directorial debut in the forthcoming film. And while he admits there will be an essence of Stallone and his character Rocky Balboa in the motion picture, the third movie in the series will focus on Adonis. And this is what Michael B. Jordan told IGN. He said, quote, I think that Sly let it be known that he wasn't coming back for this one, but I think you know his essence and his spirit. There's always going to be a little bit of Rocky within Adonis, but this is a Creed franchise, and we really want to build this story and this world around him moving forward, unquote. While Stallone will not feature in the third film in the franchise, Jordan insists the movie will be something special. Uh, 
Right now we have here uh, 25 minutes uh, remaining uh, left. No, we have 25 minutes after the hour. Uh, coming up, uh, we're going to be talking about um, the hit Netflix show Bridgerton. You know, it's created by uh, Shonda Rhimes. And a lot of people, she was she didn't know that a lot of people were going to react to uh, Reggae John Page exit. So she has her own opinion about it and why he wasn't, there's a lot of rumors saying that he uh, got fired from the show, but uh, Shonda Rhimes explains it differently. That's going to be coming up. And uh, Netflix has agreed to, uh, speaking of Bridgerton, has agreed to two more seasons of the hit show. And uh, some of the music top stars will come together in harmony for a special concert in support of the COVID-19 vaccine. I'll tell you more about that. And Nick Cannon and his latest girlfriend are expecting twins. And uh, Kanye West wants to share custody of his four kids with Kim Kardashian. And Paula Abdul, uh, Best American Idol host Ryan Seacrest lost her words because she referred to Simon Cowell as a STD. All those stories and more coming up after the break, so don't go anywhere.
tell him screw it, so much shit he put me through it. Yeah, I thought I knew it, how I got myself into it. Must have been that good sex, how he had me about to lose it. Okay. It's gonna take more than a couple movies. Look at all this pain and I can't cover all these bruises. Yo, you need to cool it if you say you love me, then you gon' have to prove it. I'm gonna mess you up my head like I told you. Yeah. Don't you run it high when I roll uh, yeah. You cheat on me, you get no love. You gon' be sad when you see I had enough You gon' you gon' be sad when you see I had enough You gon' be mad when you see I had enough, huh? Hey, yo, Tony, I don't think they gon' change for real, though hey. Here we go, Entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we got 28 minutes left remaining in the show. That was Tony Braxton featuring Missy Elliott in the remake of her classic hit "Do It." Before we went to the music break, I was telling you about uh, Bridgerton creator uh, Shonda Rhimes. She was stunned by the fan reaction to Reggae John Page exit from the hit show, insisting he was only ever supposed to appear in the first season. Now, devotees fell in love with Page, Duke of Hastings, and were stunned last month when it was confirmed he wouldn't be back for a second run of the show, and Rhimes had no idea that superfans would be so upset. Now, Rhimes told Vandy Fair that she was really shocked because usually when they when that happens, when they kill off somebody, that's been around for a while. And she said, but they didn't kill his character. He's still alive. But Rhymes is glad that Reggie John left such an impact on the Bridgerton uh, faithful, adding that he's a powerful, amazing actor, and that meant that we did our job. Because a lot of people were saying there's rumors going around that that the reason why he was leaving the show is because there were some creative differences between him and Shonda Rhimes. But he said all along that he only signed a contract for one year and that he was going on to do other projects. He was he was interested in doing some more roles, and that's why he only signed like a one year contract. But uh, you know, the the handsome actor is so popular with so many people on the sh- that they they watch every week, every week. So um, yeah, I mean it's understandable that fans are upset. But uh, yeah, it it he didn't. It, it, there's a lot of stories out there where there's some kind of rift between him and Shonda Rhyme. But the 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 the, the whole idea was that he was only going to stay there for one year. So 
Uh, Netflix has agreed, speaking of Shonda Rhimes and Bridgerton, uh, Netflix has agreed a deal with Shonda for two more seasons of the hit show. Uh, The streaming giant has signed up for the third and fourth season of the period drama from executive producer Ryan, while its second season is currently still in production, and this is according to The Hollywood Reporter. Now, renewal for season three and four follows a hugely successful debut, which saw the show break the streamer viewer's record and the departure of season one leading man, Reggae John Page. The second season of the Regency drama is expected to be based on Quinn's novel, The Viscount Who Loved Me, and will chronicle a new romance story of Lord Anthony Bridgerton's search for love. However, fans were disappointed to see, again, the departure of the British star Page, who had originally signed on to the series with a one-year deal to play male lead Simon Bassett, the Duke of Hastings. And some of the music top stars will come together in harmony for a special concert in support of COVID-19 vaccines. Selena Gomez is set to host Vax Live, the concert to reunite the world with the Foo Fighters, Jennifer Lopez, her, Jay Balvin, and Eddie Vedder slated to perform. The event, which will air May 8th across numerous networks and platforms, are being put together by the advocacy group Global Citizen. Organizers hope the concert will inspire vaccine confidence worldwide and help get the COVID-19 vaccine to everyone, everywhere, and this is according to the press release. They are also urging philanthropists and corporations to make donations in order for the frontline healthcare workers to be vaccinated. Gomez said that she was honored to host the special event. Networks that will broadcast the concert, which is being taped at SoFi Stadium, home of the NFL Los Angeles Rams and Chargers, includes CBS and ABC at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. The event will also stream on ABC News Live, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Nick Cannon and his latest girlfriend, Abba De La Rosa, have a pair of twin boys on the way. She shared it in an Instagram post on Sunday. The announcement includes maternity photos showing De La Rosa with Cannon, along with a caption addressed to the Miracle Babies. And this is what she wrote. She said, thank you for choosing me to be your mommy. I know the Lord has destined me and prepared me for the gift of not one but two little angels. I pray that God give you both the strength to walk brave and boldly in your individual truth just like your daddy. Unquote. Now, Cannon, who is 40 years old, is already a father to a pair of nine-year-old twins with his ex-wife, Mariah Carey. The former America Got Talent also has two children with model Brittany Bell, including a baby girl that they welcomed last December. Cannon has not publicly commented on De La Rosa's announcement, but he is seen with her in multiple photos shared Sunday, as well as in a video celebrating the pregnancy news. And Kanye West wants to share custody of his four kids with Kim Kardashian. The rapper said in a recent court filing that matches much of what his estranged wife is seeking. West's paperwork, which was submitted Friday in Los Angeles, served as a response to Kardashian's divorce filing in February. Both stars said they don't need spousal support and cited irreconcilable differences in their split. They have two daughters in uh, seven-year-old North and three-year-old Chicago and two sons in five-year-old Saint and one-year-old Sam. The star power couple has a prenuptial agreement in place, Kardashian said in her divorce filing earlier this year. 
Now, Kardashian net worth was recently valued at more than $1 billion by Forbes, marking the first time the reality star and businesswoman had reached the lofty threshold. The financial outlet lists West as a billionaire in 2020, while a Bloomberg report earlier this year suggested that the hip-hop artist and clothing designer net worth could exceed $6 billion. And Paula Abdul left American Idol host Ryan Seacrest lost for words on Monday night, April 12, when she referred to music mogul Simon Cowell as the STD. The straight-up star returned to the panel of the TV show to stand in for regular judge Luke Bryan, who had tested positive for COVID-19. As they celebrated Paula's comeback, Ryan treated her to a video call with Randy Jackson, the third member of the panel, when Simon and Paula acted as judges when she made the comment about her former nemesis. And this is what she said. Paula said, it's, she said, quote, it's so good to see you. We're all back. Now we just need the STD. After which followed an awkward silence when Seacrest appeared unsure of what to say. She quickly realized she shocked with the remark and thought of an acronym saying, quote, the super talented debonair. That's what she meant by STD. While Luke was absent for the program on Monday night, fellow judge Katy Perry said she thought he would be back the week after as he's not too uh, under the weather with the virus. And the talk co-host Cheryl Underwood has broken her sounds about her TV standoff with Sharon Osbourne as the show returned on Monday, April 12, without the outspoken Brit. Underwood and Osborne fell out during an episode on March 10 during a tense on-air discussion about racism that led to Sharon's departure from the show. Cheryl addressed viewers at the top of Monday's episode and revealed she feared being perceived as the angry black woman. She also addressed Osborne's demand that she should not dare cry to win sympathy during their awkward uh, clash. The entire episode of the talk was devoted to racism and the March 10th showdown, which was sparked by Osborne's defense of her friend Piers Morgan following his outburst about Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex, as a British on a British breakfast show. Now, Morgan has been accused of racism for comments he made about the royal, and Sharon stated that she said uh, she how she felt like she was being put in like a lecture chair because she had a, had a friend who many people think is racist, so does that make me a racist? That's how it all started. Now, the tenth encounter came to a head when Osborne turned to her co-host and asked her to be precise about how Morgan had been racist, and as Cheryl started to respond, Sharon tells, tells her, don't you dare cry. And on Monday's show, Cheryl also confirmed she has not been in contact with Osborne since the episode, although Sharon had texted her. Underwood says she did not respond because their on-air standoff was under an internal investigation. Underwood was offended by another co-host, Elaine Wetteroth, who said she believed Osborne was not listening and went off the rails into disrespect while shooting that report that she and Cheryl had conspired to attack Osborne, adding that is absolutely categorically false. And Zac Efron and Netflix has been given seven days to respond to an Australian presenter, Ben Waddle, claimed that they stole the concept for the show Down to Earth from him. Waddle told the Daily Mail Australia that the documentary series, which sees Efron traveling around the world with wellness expert Darren Olean, 
to find healthy and sustainable ways to live is an almost exact replica of the program he shopped around in the U.S. back in 2018. He failed to get the concept off the ground in America, so he decided to return to his homeland to shoot a local version of the program, the pilot in which he claimed Efron and Netflix copied. And after struggling to get hold of Efron, Waddle enlisted the help of local media to track him down and issue a legal notice demanding a response to his allegation within the next week. Now, if the former high school musical star doesn't respond, Waddle is currently in the process of raising funds to be able to take the case to court. He previously enlists lawyers to write a letter on behalf of himself and his Ghost Donkey Media Production Company to Netflix and the Nassau Company, which detail eight scenes in Efron program that he claimed appear to be directly copied from his own show, adding that the similarities are too extensive and specific to be coincidence. Waddle lawyer sent a letter in September of 2020 but had no response, prompting the Australian star to take further actions. Efron is currently filming the second season of Down to Earth in Australia, which Waddle noted was brutal and gut-wrenching. Netflix and Efron has yet to publicly respond to Waddle's claim. And Matthew Perry gave fans a sneak peek of his preparation for the highly anticipated Friends reunion by sharing a photo of himself in the makeup chair on set before deleting the image. The actor was famously portrayed Chandler Bing on the hit sitcom, revealing filming was about to get underway on the TV special on Saturday, April 10, as he posted a behind-the-scenes shot on Instagram. The picture featured Perry sitting in front of a mirror with his mouth open as a makeup artist appeared to be in the middle of applying powder to his face. A uh, second before eating a makeup brush, not to mention reuniting with his uh, friends, he captioned the snap. Now, more than 27,000 fans were quick to like the pose before Perry removed the photo from his account without any explanation. The unscripted special during which Perry, Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, David Swimmer, and Matt LeBlanc will re- revisit their characters and plots from the show is being filmed at the Warner Brothers studio lot in Burbank, California. They had originally planned the on-camera get-together to take place last year, but filming on the HBO Max project was postponed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. In June 2020, Aniston Kudrow talked about the special project over video chat for Variety's Actors on an actor's issue. At some point in their conversation, Kudrow mentioned that they don't know everything about it, but need to say they think they were meant to be surprised by some things as well. Right now, we got 15 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and when I come back, I'm going to give you the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere.
Doja Cat featuring Scissor and Kiss Me More. You know, it's so funny. You know, this is live radio. And that was not the version I wanted to play. But, you know, the show must go on. We got 12 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining story of the day, uh, Andy Cohen has insisted nothing is off limits for the upcoming Keeping with the Kardashian reunion show. The 52-year-old television star is set to host a reunion special with the Kardashians, Jenna Clan once the 20th and final season of their e-reality series has finished airing later this year. And Andy has now spilled more details on the upcoming show, which he says will look like a real reunion show. And we'll see the famous family, including Kris Jenner, Kim Kardashian West, Khloe Kardashian, Kourtney Kardashian, Rob Kardashian, Kendall Jenner, and Kylie Jenner discuss the highs and lows of all 20 seasons. The final season of Keeping with the Kardashians premiered on March 18th after the family confirmed the program would be ending back in September. Kim Kardashian really hinted that it wouldn't be long gone after the Keeping with the Kardashians concluded. They said that their new show on Hulu will be coming after the final season and that the mother of four, uh, that's what she told all her followers. Uh Shannon Tatum is revisiting his stripper roots to launch a competition series in search of the real Magic Mike. The actor who worked as an exact dancer to make ends meet during his youth turned his experience into a 2012 movie, Magic Mike, and followed it up with a 2015 sequel, Magic Mike XXL. 
He's since expanded the franchise to include a steamy male review in Las Vegas and London and is currently having the original film adapted for a Broadway musical. Now Tatum has reteamed with director Steven Soderbergh to develop a reality show aimed at transforming a group of men into top strippers with the best contestant crowned the real magic might. They will also score a cash prize and have the opportunity to perform with the cast of Magic Might Live in Sin City. The Real Magic Mike has already been optioned by U.S. streaming service bosses at HBO Max with plans to premiere the series later this year. And uh, prolific TV writer Darren Starr has high hopes for his planned younger spinoff focusing on Hilary Duff character, describing it as a female version of Entourage. The hit drama is set to end with its upcoming seventh season, but Starr has been busy developing a follow-up series which would follow Duff editor-turned-publisher Kelsey Peter from New York to Los Angeles as she pursued another dream. The idea has yet to be given the green light by TV bosses, but the Sex in the City and Beverly Hill 90210 creator is enthusiastic about the potential of the spinoff. Star told Variety, it could be great, but we never know if these things are going to happen until they're going to happen. Despite the uncertainty of the project, Star envisioned Duff returning as Kelsey, surrounded by a whole new cast of characters, the final series of Younger debuted on U.S. streaming service Paramount Plus on April 15th. And Lady Gaga has uh, compared making her iconic album, Art Pop, to heart surgery. Fans that already loved the 2013 record and began campaigning for an act two to the album on social media, causing the original album to climb charts worldwide. And after the hashtag Buy Art Pop, on iTunes went viral on Twitter. Gaga took to her own Twitter page to respond to the campaign and the resulting push-up, the charts that ended up with Art Pop, sorry, Art Pop coming in at number three on the U.S. chart, writing, quote, the petition to buy Art Pop on iTunes for a volume two has inspired such a tremendous warmth in my heart. Making this album was like heart surgery. I was desperate in pain and poured my heart into electronic music that slammed harder than any drug I could find. I fell apart after I released this album. Thank you for celebrating something that once felt like destruction. We always believed it was ahead of its time. Years later, turns out sometimes artists know, and so do little monsters. Pause. Up, unquote. After Art Pop, Gaga went on to release Cheek to Cheek, a collaboration album with jazz icon Tony Bennett, a self-titled set, Joanne, and her latest LP, uh, Chromatica. She is currently filming new uh, her new movie, House of Gucci, d- directed by Ridley Scott. It's a true story about the murder of fashion mogul Mar- uh, Maurizio Gucci. She, uh, she stars opposite Adam Driver, Salma Hayek, Al Pacino, Jared Leto, and Jeremy Irons, among others. The movie comes three years after the songstress critical acclaim movie, A Star is Born, directed and led by Bradley Cooper. She won Best Original Song at the Oscars and Golden Globes, thanks to the soundtrack, Shallow. And Lil Nas X uploaded the video of his chart-topping hit, Motero, 
Call Me By Your Name to Pornhub after learning it's no longer available on a handful of top streaming sites. The controversial promo, which featured the rapper performing a seductive dance with the devil, Mr. Lee no longer features on Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube in some territories across the world, and now the Old Town Road hitmaker is looking at alternatives. Executives at his record label, Columbia, has also been unable to clear up the mystery. A statement read saying, Thanks for all your comments regarding Lil Nas X. Montero called me by your name is unfortunately out of control, but we are doing everything possible to keep the song up on streaming services. We will keep you up to date as we hear more. Thank you for understanding. Officials at the streaming site insist the song has not been removed and it remains unclear what the issue is. Luke Bryan has been forced to pull out of the appearance of the 2021 ACM Awards after testing positive for COVID-19. The country superstar sat out on Monday night American Idol's episode after he was diagnosed with the coronavirus, and now he'll miss his performance at the awards show on Sunday night, April 18th. Ryan is nominated for Entertainment of the Year and Album of the Year at the event. He will be replaced as a performer by Lady A. Miranda Lambert and L. King will open the ceremony with the live debut of their party song, Drunk, and I Don't Want to Go Home. And there will also be sets from Eric Church and Dan and Shay and country couple Ryan Hurd and Marin Morris, while Dirk Bentley will uh, team up with the War and Treaty to perform U2's Pride in the Name of Love. Now, Lambert will also perform with Jack Ingram and John Randall, Kelsey, uh, Kelsey, Kelsey uh, Ballerini, and Kenny Chesney will re- unite for Half of My Hometown, and Chris Young and Kane Brown will team up for Famous Friends, while Carrie Underwood will offer up a gospel medley from her My Savior album with CeCe Winings. The performances will all take place at Nashville, Tennessee Music Mecca, the Grand Ole Opera House, the Ryman Auditorium, and the Bluebird Cafe. Mickey Galton and Keith Urban are lined up to co-host. And Bruno Mars is back at the top of the U.S. pop chart with his new Anderson Pack collaboration, Silk Sonnet. The pair leave the door open, rises from three to the top of the Billboard Hot 100, and because and it's and this will make Bruno's eighth number one. Reaching the top in its fifth week, the song becomes Mars' quickest accession. Now, Mars now becomes one of the 18 artists in the Hot 100 history with at least eight chart toppers. His other number one include Just the Way We Are, Grenade, Locked Out of Heaven, When I Was Your Man, and That's What I Like. The feet help... Uh, B.O.B. collaboration on Nothing On You to tie the record held by Drake, Katy Perry, and Rihanna. Celebrating the success of Leave the Door Open, Mars expressed his excitement via Instagram. He wrote, uh, quote, come on, Anderson Pack, we did it. Thank you, everyone, for supporting this song. You already come through. You really came through. And we're just getting started. Press play on Leave the Door Open and let us all celebrate and romantically twerk together as one. Hashtag Let Silk Sonnet Thrive. Last week, number one, Lil Nas X, Montero, Call Me By Your Name, dropped to two, while Justin Bieber, Peaches, featuring Daniel Caesar and Javon, also falls a spot to three. 
and Queen has been trying things out in the studio with Adam Lambert, but the session hasn't resulted in any new recordings just yet. The remaining members of the group, Brian May and Roger Taylor, has been performing live with the former American Idol star for a decade, but has never recorded new material with him, and it seems like fans will have to wait even longer for new song because the 73-year-old guitarist admitted their recording session didn't turn out the way they had hope. The the Bohemian Rhapsody rockers admitted that the coronavirus pandemic had made it even more difficult to think about a new record. Last year, Queen and Adam Lambert were forced to call off their tour plan. To tie fans over the... uh, they did like a live album with the out uh, with the American Idol alum in October, titled Queen and Adam Live Around the World. It featured over 20 personally selected songs performed live by the band members from over 200 shows throughout their history. And the 2010 album Prince Scrapped on the eve of its release is finally set to drop. Welcome to America, which has been sitting in a vault for a decade, will be released on July 30th, 2021. Now, for all you Prince fans, the deluxe box set version will feature a previously unreleased full-length concert film from Prince show at the Forum in Inglewood, California in 2011, featuring covers of India Ari Brown Scan, What Have You Done For Me Lately by Janet Jackson, Play That Funky Music by Wild Cherry, and Roxy Music More Than This. This month, April... Marks the fifth anniversary of the music legend death, and his estate officials are opening up Prince Paisley Park recording compound so fans can celebrate his life. Prince died in April of 2016 from an accidental overdose of the opioid fentanyl. He was remembered by family and friends in a private memorial service taking place at the Kingdom Hall of Jehovah's Witness in May the same year. By August, it was announced that his famous Paisley Park home will be turned into a museum and open for public tours starting in October. Well, that's going to do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week, stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.